It, it certainly was awesome to see um, as many people that were able to come out yesterday for our prayer event. And what you see on the walls are some of the uh, work that was done in terms of uh, thoughts that people wrote down, opportunities to pray specifically for our kids and for, their, for our teens. As you leave the sanctuary this morning, you may just want to visit some of those places. As you remember uh, to pray for our church, it was just, um, you know, as a pastor, it's just it's one of those proud moments when you see your people as they gather for prayer. And uh, what a great, what a great, great day. So um, just wanted to uh, highlight that this morning before I begin. And then I want to tell you something silly, um, something that has nothing to do with the sermon whatsoever. It's just one of those things that sort of pops up, but it's, it struck me as funny. It's a... Uh, do you ever take a nap so good you thought you missed a school bus, but it's Sunday and you're 42? <laughs> Has nothing to do with any sermon. It just, just struck me as funny. There are those moments where I have a little nap in the afternoon. I think I'm just going to lie down just for a minute or two. And then, you know, an hour and 15 minutes, and then all of a sudden you wake up and you go, where am I? And I realize I'm not 42, actually. I'm, you know, 62. Wonder how I got here. We have an exciting opportunity this morning, and uh, partway through, I may I may sit down. I, I have a bung knee, and um, so I just I, I may need to do that. So if you're wondering, is he okay? Um, no, he's not. I'm just, well, it's, it's obvious by what I just read to you. So, but I will I will just take a seat, and um, and then we'll we'll you know it'll carry on. So. Welcome those of you who are joining us online, and we uh, we've been chatting this morning already. And you know that uh, we'll have opportunity for us to uh, bring nine members in. Two are transferring um, in from Burundi, from the church there. And the other seven are coming in as, as newbies. So uh, I want you to clap like crazy when you get to that. Right now it's good too, sure. <laughs> never, turn down, never turn down a clap. So uh, that will happen, um, that'll happen at, the, at the end of our service this morning. So we'll work towards that. And then I have, a, I have an announcement I want to give you. It's a good one. And that'll happen at the end as well once we drop offline. Um, so we're talking about the topic of belonging. And we're t basically, we're talking about membership and the importance of being a part of a family. And uh, so we'll read, we'll, part of that would be reading scripture. And we will be weaving that in as we think about uh, membership. First passage of scripture that we're looking at briefly, is from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. I want to read that for you. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. Romans chapter 12, verse 5. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to the others. When you become a believer in Jesus Christ and receive him as your personal savior... You become a new person in Christ. You need to remember that. You become part of the household or the family of God. It's not just the people that we worship with here this morning, but it's literally the people around the world who have said yes to Jesus. You're joined together in that family with them. A member of Christ Church Universal made up of all the believers of the world throughout all cultures, 
Church is made up of every tribe, every tongue, every nation, people who call upon the name of the Lord. I love that this church is becoming a church of the nations of the world. People who are coming from every tribe, every language, every nation. It's awesome. And when you, when you come to Christ and you become a part of that family, you are no longer strangers or aliens, as Paul says. Not like the ones with the antennas. But aliens. You're no longer aliens. You are fellow citizens with the saints. You belong, says Paul. What does it mean to be a member of the church? Well, Rick Warren, in his, church, in his book, which is um, Purpose Driven Life and Purpose Driven Church, um, he, he makes the, the point that many American Christians, and we can easily say many North American Christians, are what we call floating believers. Floating believers. Anywhere else in the world, being a believer is synonymous by, with, by being connected to a local body of believers. You rarely find a lone ranger Christian in other countries. They come together. But we could easily say, and maybe for yourself, you find yourself in that position where you have become at times, for all kinds of reasons, a floating Christian, a floating believer. Perhaps hopping from one church to another, maybe losing some identity without any identity or accountability or commitment. It's easy to slip in and out of a church like that. It's easy for, for yourself not to be held accountable. As a follower of Jesus, just like you would in your own home and your own family, there needs to be this accountability. You can't just drift in and out. If you were a mom or a dad, you, you would want for your kids, there would be some accountability to that. You know, they, they can't stay out to all hours of the night. There's certain conditions that you place on your kids. You, you, you have these, that relationship, and it's important for that accountability to be there. And lines of authority from mom and dad down to the kids. And the submission of the kids to the, to the mom and dad. And how easy it is for individuals in that floating relationship. They've not been taught that the Christian life involves more than just believing. It's more than just saying yes to Jesus. It includes belonging. Not just believing, but belonging and being part of that family. We grow in Christ by being in relationship to other Christians. In many places it talks about things like, that, like iron sharpens iron. There's something about it's better where there's more of us together that it's a rope that's not easily um, torn apart when there's where this, this binding. Romans chapter 10, verse 12. Right, sorry, Romans chapter 12, verse 10. It says, be devoted to one another in brotherly love. I think many people have a wrong conception of church membership. Many here would perhaps think, you know, there's a lot of people in this church that have been, been members for years and years. I mean, they've attended for years and years. You're going to hear one story this morning of an individual that's attended Arlington Woods for 25 years. Never knew what the, what the step of membership was about. 
She's coming into membership this morning. There's a step that's needed. There's a step where you say, yes, this is what I want, and this is the step that I'm going to take. Membership in the church is not something you have. It is something you do. Not something you have, but it's something you do. A social club issues a membership. All you need to do is pay your annual dues, show up at the occasional meeting. Sometimes the church is guilty of the same kind of thinking. Is so-and-so a member of your church? Well, yeah, I guess so. They attend Sunday service and they give money on the offering. But what we're talking about in the life of the church and in membership is that it's so much more than that. It's elevated beyond that. It says just like you are a member of the family, when it's, when it's a, day, a work day, it means that we, we show up as part of the family and we, we rake leaves together or we cook together or we wa- somebody washes the dishes at the end of the supper, at the end of the meal. We all participate in that. That's what it means to be a, the body of Christ. We all participate in that. So what is membership? Membership is first belonging to Christ. It's, a, it's a, a relationship entered into by faith. It isn't merely accepting a creed or truth. It is entering into this personal one-on-one relationship with Christ, the risen Son of God. That's where we start. In class 101, when that's being offered right out of the gate, if you want to be a follower of Jesus, if you are sorry, if you want to be a member of Arlington Woods Church, primary is that you must say yes to Jesus Christ. All the other is immaterial. What do you do with Jesus? That's what it boils down to. Have you accepted him as the Lord of your life? And if you have, then we can proceed on to the next. It was Paul who wrote I know in whom I have believed. He just didn't acknowledge some essential truth. He was great at an apologist of defending the faith. But he was a person who, who was able to say unequivocally, I know at the end of the day who it is that I believe in. As a member, as a person that follows Jesus, you should be able to give someone a, like a 30-second testimony of your life. You should be able to say what Jesus has done for your life. If you got on an elevator, you only had 30 seconds. You should just be able to, to share with them just a little bit about what Jesus means to you, if, it, if that ever came up in a conversation. Paul says, I know whom I believed. Membership is first belonging to Christ. Second, membership is belonging to the body of Christ. So first of all, to, to, um, it's belonging to Christ, and then it's to the body of Christ. Romans chapter 12, verse 5, what we read earlier. It's one body, yet it's made up of many members. We're all together. We need the heart pumping. We need the lungs pumping air in there. We need our legs being able to move us. We know when one part of the body doesn't work. And it sends pain signals. Do you know pain is a good thing? You wouldn't survive if you didn't have pain. I keep reminding myself of that. I'm surviving. I'm alive. 
My knee tells me every morning. But some, some parts of the body are a pain. They're a struggle. But we all work together because I can't get around too well without that leg. I'd find a way, but it's better if I have that leg working. In the body of Christ, we all belong together. Have you ever had a time in your family where somebody was sick? Or you were sick? How much do you appreciate someone caring for you? How much do you appreciate, you know, someone that brings you coffee every morning? How much do we appreciate that? Caring for one another. There is this interdependent relationship established when we become members of the body of Christ, his church. You belong to me, and I belong to you. There is this accountability. And when you're not here, you're missed. Every Sunday after church, I go home, and I go through our attendance. We probably have in our roles somewhere between 250 and 300 people. But I go through, our, I, I go through a binder, or it's online, and I go through, and I, I mark whether you're here or not. I see your faces. I know who you are. And I pray for you. And I want you to know that you're missed when you're not here. It's important, this idea of belonging. The body of Christ needs your gifting, and you need mine. I need you, and you need me. The body of Christ needs each other. It's not about having membership or being on a roll. It's about being and belonging and being part of something that's far larger than you. It's about being a member and belonging to Christ and to each other. And when Paul writes his New Testament letters, he's, he's, he's writing to the Romans and the Corinthians and the Galatians and the Ephesians and to the Philippians. He's identifying the local church wherever they are. They were identifiable churches. But you do know that the church is not the building. Church is you. Wherever you go, as a follower of Jesus Christ and as a member of Arlington Woods Church, you represent Arlington Woods and you represent Christ. The local church is God's instrument for nurturing newborn babes in Christ. That's why we're here. And we see them raised to mature men and women of God, equipped for service, and they are sent out for kingdom work. God doesn't have any orphans. Every one of his children are born of the Spirit, are to be part of the family of God and cared for. Well, you might ask, well, what, is, what value is there in being a member of a local church? People in the greater community, think of this just for a second, the people in the greater community of, the, of society, when they talk about church, when they talk about Arlington Woods, if you're to go to, and I've heard this it's, we've, during uh, Christmas time a couple years ago and we knocked on doors and we were giving gifts to our community, they would identify us as that church. 
Oh, yeah, that church that had the blue tarp on your roof. I remember that church. So the greater community, that church. Arlington Woods, that church. Those who visit here, you may be visiting this morning. Here at Arlington Woods, we would refer to the church as, as this church. You're here this morning, this church. But those who are members of the local church, Arlington Woods, for you, is referred to Arlington Woods as... <laughs> Lots of answers, of course. It's our church. It's my church. And I don't know whether you know this, it's a subtle shift. But I've had conversations with some of you. Have you started to come to Arlington Woods? And you have sort of marched through some of these, how you have identified Arlington Woods Church. And there's something that leaps up inside of me when you say, our church. Or when you say, my church. Because you are identifying with something that is way more personal. You are saying, you know what, I'm going to put some skin in the game. I'm here because this is my church and I'm going to own this. Not just that church or this church, but it is my church. To be a member is to belong. To be a member is to be a contributor to the work of the kingdom and not just a consumer. Benefits of membership. This this list comes from Rick Warren's Purpose Driven Church. Membership identifies a person as a believer. As I said earlier, that's, that's that's the beginning bar. You have to be a believer. You have to believe that Jesus Christ died for you. Second, membership provides a spiritual family to support and encourage your personal walk with Christ. That's why we're here. You say to membership, I belong to Christ and I belong to this church. And we hold you accountable. Galatians 6 verses 1 to 2. These letters that Paul's writing to the church to encourage them and to to, to push them in this direction of of what it means to belong. He says, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently, but watch yourselves or you may also be tempted. Carry each other's burdens and in this way you'll fulfill the law of Christ. Not always easy to do, but that's what we're called to do. Growing in Christ is not easy. It's not automatic. There are many traps along the road. There are many pitfalls set up by the enemy to discourage and to defeat and destroy the believer. God has established the local church to help us overcome and to defeat the schemes of the devil. We are here to help and to support and to encourage one another to be all that God has called us to be. Hebrews chapter 10, I, I love this passage of scripture. This is a, a scripture that um, um, was so powerful to me early on in ministry. Let us, not cons- let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Does, do we all understand that the day is approaching? I, as I read my Bible, Jesus said he's coming back. And we ought to be ready. We need to be ready. Today might be the day that he decides to come back. We need to prepare ourselves, he said, even all the more as this day approaches. It's not good for us to fall asleep. We need to encourage one another. And yesterday, for me, was one of those moments where I was super encouraged by what was happening 
in this room, and the aroma of that prayer was felt this morning as we entered in the prayer room before we came out for service. Because God is in the house. We worship him today. Membership identifies a person as a believer. Membership provides a spiritual family to support and encourage us in our personal walk with Christ. Third, it gives a place to discover and use spiritual gifts in ministry. We have gifts that we've been given. The church is weaker when you don't use your gift. You need to use it. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 to 27 speaks about that. It's a great, great passage of scripture that unpacks, unpacks what these gifts are and how we should be using them. We're committed to helping people grow and to use their gifts for God. In, in our church, not so much recently because of what we went through the last three years, there's a class called 301. It's called Discovering Your Ministry. It's really discovering your gifts. And at the end of that, we sit down with you and we say, what is it that God is saying to you? What are you discerning about what some of the gifts that God has given you and how can we help you to use those? Class 301. Number four, it's, it places the believer under spiritual protection of godly leaders. It's one of the benefits of being a member. It, put, it places the believer under spiritual protection of godly leaders. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7, Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. God has established all authority and it is a protection to those who come under it. The authority that God has established is for our protection. Wait, there, there, there may be some who would say, and there probably are. There's probably some of you who are here this morning. You say, well, that's all fine and good, but I was a member of, those, I was a member of a church and those in authority went astray. They heard a lot of people. I got hurt. And I'm never going to become a member of a church ever again. And sometimes it is true that leaders fail. It is true that some leaders go astray. Even godly leaders sometimes fail. Leaders, not God. But I want to ask you, does the fact that some moms or dads abuse their children mean that we should abolish the family structure and authority of the home and replace it with something else. Come up with a, 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 our own new family order. Some in our world would like to reestablish the parental roles and what's acceptable and what the children's role in that should be. God knew what he was doing when he established the family and, the, and its, its structure, its authority, its order. God knew what he was doing when he established the authority and the structure of the church. And because one individual abuses that, we don't just throw it all away. But we hold those leaders to account. We hold those individuals to account. To deal with those leaders who have failed and take those who were under their authority and, and place them under the care and authority of someone that can nurture and help them. To all leadership, God says, keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. He goes on to say in, in Acts chapter 20, I know that after I leave, 
Savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples from them. Leaders in the life of the church need to be on guard. Leaders need to protect the flock. Paul knew that there would be wolves in sheep clothing. He doesn't eliminate the authority structure. Rather, he exhorts the church to be the church and follow its line of authority and the line of submission to that authority. When you become a member of a church, you fall under that structure and you fall under the protection of the flock. Membership places you under the authority and the spiritual protection of godly leaders. So if I could say anything about that in addition would be is that please pray for your spiritual leaders. Pray for your board. Pray for your, pray for your um, ministry team leaders. Because for them, there's, there's, there's lots, lots to weigh there. Number five, membership provides accountability which is needed for growth and maturity. Because as an orphan... Sometimes it can be challenging to grow. If you're out on your own, it can be challenging to grow. You need others around you that can support you and encourage you and to help you. Ephesians 5.21, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. In part, we help one another in our accountability by asking members to make certain biblical commitments in becoming a member of Arlington Woods Free Methodist Church. And in a few moments, nine... Last time it was well over 30. You ought to applaud when we get to that part because that is awesome. Not yet. Just wait. So what are, the, what are some of the accountabilities? Number one, to protect the unity of Arlington Woods. By acting in love towards one another. That's what we're going to call them. That's what we're calling them to. By refusing to gossip by following the leaders. Passages of scripture, are they up there? No. It's okay, I've, I've got some, if you want to know what those are. Protect the unity of the church. Number two is to share in the responsibility of Arlington Woods. That's what you're stepping up and into as a, as a member. And as we talk about these things, if you're a member of Arlington Woods, I'm calling you to recommit to those actions this morning. Share in the responsibility of Arlington Woods by praying for its growth, by inviting the unchurched to attend, by warmly welcoming those who visit. Get to know their names. Number three, serve the ministry of Arlington Woods by discovering your gifts and talents, by being equipped to serve, by developing a servant's heart. Number four, support the testimony of Arlington Woods. And if you see anything, anything that's going off the rails, you have an accountability as a member of Arlington Woods to help that to come back into place, to help correct that. And you do that by attending faithfully and by living a godly life and by giving regularly. Membership does make a difference. Membership, it has its benefits. Belonging is a key part of it. What I mentioned earlier I think is important. Membership isn't something you have. Membership is something that you do. Let's pray. 
Heavenly Father, I thank you for uh, the opportunity of being able to speak about this important topic as, as there are many members here this morning and there are new members coming in. It's good for us to know and to hear again and to refresh our minds to what you've called us to and what it means to belong. So Lord, this morning, I just pray that you would speak to us and that we would hear your voice. Thank you for these members and um, thank you for the opportunity that we get to belong and be part of your church. In Jesus' name, amen.